0: There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is this, it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff, diet, exercise, and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness, and fitness in relation to musicians, artists,
1: and performance. All right. Looks like we're going. Hey. Yep. Hi everybody. I am Dr. Jen Cavis from Tuned and Tone Performance.
0: And I'm Angela McCusum for Music Strong.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the finally named podcast, Tuned and Strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're gonna talk a little bit about um, What we refer to in the industry as DOMS, uh, delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, This is something that happens like when you work out a little bit or even when you help somebody move or any physical activity and you're sore anywhere from you feel it basically anywhere from 24 to 48 hours after the activity.
0: Yard work anyone? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yard work.
1: Um, So we're going to talk a little bit today about um, basically I mean, that's pretty much what we want to do with what it is, but how it affects, uh, especially positions <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Um, okay, so I guess I'll I'll start out with why this um, why this particular issue tends to get my goat a little bit. How about that? <laughs> that's excellent. Um, so doms can be a wonderful tool um, for learning, for figuring out your body, for all of this other stuff um what really gets me though is that people use soreness and especially things like doms to determine whether or not they had a good workout um which often is a veiled way of talking about whether or not they did enough or whether or not they're good enough and long term that mindset tends to um evolve into an excuse like well, when I work out, I'm always sore and tired, and I have too much other things to do. So I'm just, I just don't have time. I don't have time to take care of myself, you know. Um, so that's why it really gets my.
0: <laughs> it really grinds your gears, doesn't it?
1: It grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally lost where I was headed with that. Uh... <laughs> um,
0: we were talking about you know what is DOMS why does it bother you yeah What? where what gets your goat about this
1: why is it right this was gonna lead us into I've got notes down here that's why I'm looking down It's a tool um, it yes
0: and an indicator but it yes. might not be the indicator you think it is
1: right so um, when is it a good indicator what is it useful for Um, Now I have my opinions on this. If you'd like to go first, that's okay, too. (laughs) I think you should go first. Okay. Um, So for me in general, um, there's a couple of uses for it. Number one is if you're doing something and you are that sore afterwards, but it's a basic functional activity, as in you're not going into the gym and doing like Arnold pro strongman or not strongman, Arnold pro uh, bodybuilding type workout like four hours of just like curls and presses and whatever else it is he did not talking about that i'm talking about if you are in your kitchen and you're trying to put all of your pots and pans up into the cabinet and reaching down and like just arranging things okay basic functional movements and you only do it for like 10-15 minutes and you are sore there's probably something in that that you need to work on (laughs) <laughs>
0: like, you know? Flexibility is my first thought. I'm like, oh my.
1: Flexibility, or you know, like maybe you're super sore in your lats, and like, okay, so something. Maybe it's an indicator of imbalance. Um, it's it's difficult to tell on a person person basis, or maybe it's just that those really could be stronger for you. um You know. Um, Put
0: it in the in the context of the artwork. Why yeah. do we always get so sore when we do yard work? I don't care how many times I go out and work in my yard. Every single time I get sore. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's muscles that I don't use in that particular way. Yes. It, on the on the norm, on the regular, right? Mm-hmm. So when was the last time you carried a bag of mulch? Okay. People are right. afraid <laughs> to pick up more than an eight-pound dumbbell, but you got a forty-pound bag of mulch. Yes. You're still gonna move it, cause. You don't have a choice, so suddenly you're not really afraid. You're just like, well, this sucks, I got to do it. And then you do it over with every bag, right? Right. Then you're sore. Why? Either you're using muscles to a greater extent than you did before.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Bags of mulch are not the same as things of kitty litter, Okay? They're way Mm -hmm. heavier. They're super awkward. And we're not used to doing that. So we're using muscles in a different way. We're probably using them uh, longer, whether you're kneeling and gardening, whether right. you're raking and hoeing and planting stuff, whether you have a horrible yard like I do and mowing it is, a, is an act of war every time you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. So, I mean, it's just like a struggle, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So you, that's, that's another aspect of where you're pushing yourself beyond where you would normally go because it's right. just gotta get done. So yeah. you're using those different muscles in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that you're weak in those areas, though you definitely could be. Right. But it's just more of an indication of, this is not this is not something out of my norm and I'm pushing myself more than I would normally because I have to. It's just right. gotta get done.
1: Right. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's and,
0: an okay
1: soreness, so, I think.
0: Say that. Say that's, that. A, that's an okay soreness, I think.
1: I think so too, and it's that that gets back to what its purpose is in terms of the application we want to use, anyway, right? Because mm-hmm. um, there's there's the whole like muscular scientific whatever that we're not going to get into, um, but for our purposes, when you when you get something like that where it's um, okay, obviously I haven't been doing this, I'm pushing myself harder, whatever it is that comes to lead to DOMS. Um, The learning part of that is where are your limits? You're learning your body a little bit better um, and not just where are your limits for the sake of, okay, well, I have to stop here per se, but also, um, I know we talked about this on the first podcast too, of when you're about to get hurt doing the workout, you almost always know right before you do the lift, or at least while you're in the middle of it. Like that was dumb. That was really stupid. Don's is a great teacher. <laughs> yeah. Feeling your body well enough to know, um, like where that line is and where you need to stop. So <laughs>
0: you're your neighbor's mowing his yard all of a sudden. How convenient. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. They. Yes. <laughs> it's
0: all right. Springtime, it happens. Got, People will be doing that at like my house
1: too, background. except it's raining. <laughs> We've got life going on in the background, That's right? Awesome. So, um, so when isn't it a good indicator? I uh, think you
0: should start this because you had excellent points. <laughs>
1: uh, so I would say, like we were talking about, and, and you kind of brought up this as an example, and I'm going to use it because it's a nicer example than the ones I have. Um, when you look at those four and five hour or two to five hour, whatever you want to call it, um, big bodybuilding workouts. And so you're starting in the gym or maybe you're experiencing the gym and you come out of that with like, Oh, I'm going to do leg day and you can't sit on the toilet the next day or the next day after that, or sometimes for a week and you can't walk and everything hurts like, well, you know, that's not exactly normal. Um, I I hate to use that word, Um, it's definitely a response for a reason, but you got to consider that most pro-level bodybuilders, like bodybuilding is a sport, you're not tested in that sport. Some sports test, some sports don't. Bodybuilding doesn't. The natural lifters will tell you that they're natural. If they don't, it is assumed that you're on steroids because that's normal so some of these are legal some of them are not I'm not going to name any names i don't really care <laughs> personally like it makes we're not have getting to, into all that you know um but what they do when we're talking about things like doms is the recovery level goes well past what the human body can do not on steroids right so Yes, they're in there and they're able to shred their muscles, which is what they're doing with all of these isolated movements and big, massive load, high reps, whatever. Um, They're shredding their muscles, but they're also taking stuff that allows them to repair it way more quickly than the average person. So, yeah, they get sore, I'm sure, but not to the degree that the average person who's not on steroids is going to get sore
0: (laughs) Well, you can also push way heavier loads, way higher volumes than yeah. you should be able to do normally. Especially if you're just right out of the gate. I mean, you can you, pro- you yeah. just like anything, you can progress to a level where you can do you can do a lot of volume and still get the same level of soreness you did when you were a beginner, right? You can you can modify that. You can progress and periodize that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you go back and look at, I think. I mean, you know, look at like muscle and fitness back in the back in the day when Arnold was, you know, when they, when you talk about the exercises he did or you watch his video, what was his video, his movie?
1: Oh.
0: Uh, uh, I forget. My ex-husband like idolized that movie. I should know. He played it all the time. It was really funny. So, you know, <laughs> but if you're just watching him like walk into the gym and like they, they spent all day in the gym, you know? Yeah. Pushing 600 yeah. pounds on the sled, five sets of 20, 30. You know and then they fought up with weighted lunges and then hamstring curls and then just like hours Mm-hmm. The, the normal person unassisted is not going to be able to get to those levels complete all those reps safely without right. muscle damage ligament damage all yes. those other things unassisted you can only progress the natural body so far so yes. take take the inspiration out of all that stuff, but right. take all of it also with a huge grain of salt. So if like, if you get to the point where, like I said, you cannot sit on the toilet the next day, you did too much. That's yes. that's what I tell my clients. We're working out and like, okay, this is going to be a little more intense than we've done before. It's going to mm-hmm. be a little higher volume, a little like mm-hmm. we're going to do squats for a minute instead of 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. If like, it's, and we. This gets to another point we were talking about where, in the moment, sometimes you can't tell, sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't tell, but I tell them, you know, if you start to even think this might be pushing you past. Okay. Like I want to, you always want to push a little bit past your comfort zone. You want to push a lot, right, right off the bat. Right. And if you can't sit on the toilet tomorrow, uh, we did too much. So you let me know, but I I can't read your mind. Right. Right. So,
1: yeah. And, and that's, that's another point too, is that when we're talking about, um, you know, this is too much, it's not a good indicator. We're, we're talking about pretty severe doms too. We're not yeah. talking about light soreness. Light soreness is normal. Light soreness is fine. Um, like, okay, well I did a bunch of tricep extensions and now like I feel my triceps all day the next day. That's fine. <laughs> you know? right. But when you can't sit the, the extreme end of it, the when when you can't sit on the toilet, that's what we're getting at here. Um, and I realized as we were talking, like, I may have sounded misleading. (laughs) No, not at all. Okay. Um, so that's, that actually also leads into, you especially see it with new year's resolutioners, but really a lot of just beginners in general, you start out and especially when you have people like musicians and other performers who just have ambition in their soul. (laughs) Yes. yes. Uh, Yes. We wanna push ourselves all the time, all the time to be better. That's just how we're programmed. Um, So you take somebody like that and you put them in the gym and they go, well, what's a good program? And they go, well, okay, I'm going to complete all of this as written. And then they can't sit on the toilet the next day. Okay. Um, It's helpful in the situation you described where your clients have you to say, okay, here's what I'm looking for. You have to tell me these things that you're feeling or not. Okay. Um, so for beginners, it's mm, quite regularly you can't feel how bad it is until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you just a, don't know. Yes, because this you don't where, know your body yet, and this yeah. is where,
0: this is where but, doms is good for increasing body awareness.
1: It's great for, for increasing body awareness. It's, it's the same as when you have a little kid who wants to play the first time they get the horn, right? Oh my gosh. I just, I want to play all the time. It's so exciting. I'm taking lessons now. and like, like, yep. okay, but only practice 30 minutes at a time because your face can't handle more than that. <laughs> and you've got the kids who still are like, I practiced four hours. And I'm like, ah! because no, no they come back and their jaw is totally clamped down because they didn't have the structure to do that. <laughs> yep. And then we have to, and it's not like I'm mad at them. It's the, like, I, I always love that enthusiasm, but now we have to undo the damage that you just did to your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I know.
1: Um, Thankfully flutists don't have that too much. Well, you guys have the, uh, the shoulder deal, Bob. I <laughs> yeah on which one right it depends on the student but similar issues where they're not going to be used to holding that foreign object and then you get the trap shrug and like all sorts of weird twisting so for musicians who are listening for dancers you know think about your feet you're not going to ask a beginner to go on point for any amount of time until they have built up the foot strength um, that kind of thing it's the same application with soreness um it's the same application with working out where you have to progress into it and you're not going to be able to do most likely unless you're already in great shape in which case you have the body awareness (laughs)
0: yeah that doesn't Um, just show up
1: it doesn't just show up so you've been working on it a a while so you're no longer a beginner but if you're a beginner you're, you're gonna take some time and that's, again, similarly to it's helpful to start an instrument with a professional instructor, like one-on-one private teacher, because we can prevent, not always, but often we can prevent things that would have been a problem otherwise, like biting, and which leads to jaw pain, by the way, um, leads to jaw injury long-term if we're not careful. Um, we can do a lot to prevent that in the beginning by giving you a solid progression and structure to build on same thing if you're a beginning athlete um and i I think back to when i got started um i got started actually running was getting back into working out for me um i used to be really really active and it was just one of those we talked about this too where it was like a progressive wear down of my perception of myself as an athlete um into like no i'm just creative and whatever (laughs) So when I finally got back into running, finally, you know, years later, um, my first run, welcome my cat to the, <laughs> uh, my first run was, uh, with a couch to 5k program, because what did I know, you know? Yeah. And it was, um, my first experience with intervals. So that was interesting. And, uh, cause I'd just been a sprinter, like we talked about too. And it was also, I want to say like a 25 minute run with a Five minute warm up and a three minute cooldown or something like it was minimal running. Yeah. And we got done and I was like, do, we didn't even do anything. Like, why did oh, I? Oh yeah. Why did I go yes. out to do this <laughs> until the next yeah. day? <laughs> until the next day, and then I was like, man, I actually haven't run in a while because I'm feeling this, and it was that good soreness that we were talking about too. Instead of the um, like.
0: Speaking. of couch to 5k yeah i've been a cyclist for a few years and Mm -hmm. the last few years i started taking it much more seriously when i say a few years like i've been i've been cycling for like 10 years now and i i got kind of into it when i was in florida i'd go 50 miles uh 50 miles about the limit of what i would do but it's flat it's florida you know the most you have to compete with is the wind which living (laughs) at the beach like i did was awful but I got up to Tennessee, and I was like, I'll just go for a 25-miler. <laughs> I made it six miles. I was like, I cannot get home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was. I was, it, I was so schooled. And it, it prevented me from getting on the bike, really, for, like, another year or two. Plus, I was dealing with all kinds of uh, really intense personal stuff, so uh, mm. I couldn't. And then when I, I moved on from that, I started to get back into it. And then I, I set myself a goal, like, okay. Was it really like a few years ago that I would do 50 miles? I don't know that I could do 10 right now, but I had to get back to it. It It's like that was another person. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to set myself a goal and I'm going to use travel as an excuse uh, or I'm going to vice versa. So I signed up for one of these structured rides and I was like, where do I want to go? And I found this ride in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I love Asheville. And I was like, (gasps) (gasps) I don't know if I can do this. Those are mountains over there. But the deal was, if you signed up, they would send you a training plan. So you can see how it's structured. Huh? Every week, every day, I don't know if you can see, so it's structured by day and it will give you the total and it's got your rest days into it and you progress it. And so we've got things like, you see what I had, you've got your endurance miles, your steady state, your tempo, your intervals, all this, and it's all programmed out. So I didn't have to think. Yeah. But I mean, I was also like, I just had to do. And then I did the ride. I was like, here we go. It was, one of, it was so easy,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so
0: like having that just to get into it, some kinds of fear of things are, I, I was going somewhere with yeah. this, but I mean, you said couch to 5K. I'm like, right. those, those kinds of things. That's what periodized progressive training looks yeah. like. It's not mm-hmm. just we make up something and as long as you get in the gym every day.
1: Uh, yeah. Not really. And that, that actually brings up a couple of good points. Just side note, I love that it has time and not distance. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah the distance doesn't matter necessarily. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's this whole process. What what one of the two of the things that I took away from what you were just talking about is number one, a lot of what we do is convincing ourselves that we can do it. Um, there's there's a whole how defeat affects people mentally, um, neurologically, um, hormonally. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm like serotonin, uh, uh, you know,
0: yeah. Endocrinology endocrinologically <laughs> you know, <digitally>. yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: so there's, there's this whole deal, um, that I won't get into today, but when you feel like you have failed a workout or, um, in our case, it's not just a workout, it's, it can be practice sessions. Um, when you feel like you've failed, you are more likely to do worse the next time. If you can take a success away, regardless of what it is, if you can take a success away, you're more likely to do better the next time, just neurochemically. Um, and that is a setup for convincing yourself progressively that you can do this. Um, the other thing that I really took away from that, and we kind of talked about this previously too, is that. Uh, regardless of your experience level, regardless of like even coaches, we we know this stuff on some level or other. Um, we're always still going through the same thing. You know, there's always tools, there's always development um, and all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> so, like, and I know we were talking about something similar to where um, it was like, I had finally had enough experience with, um, and and not finally, it's been like this for a little bit. But I finally had enough experience with things like DOMS to when we were lifting the sandbag. Um, it was last night, and I got my last lift in. And then I had that like, okay, that was this is this is the last one. That was good. I'm happy. Um, things were moving okay, but I felt enough things breaking down. And I, I don't mean like negatively. I mean like, okay, this is too tired to do it safely again.
0: Yeah, so like, yeah, okay,
1: yeah. Form this is good yes yeah. the next one's gonna hurt you and it was that cycle of like I kept finding myself walking back to the bag because I'm definitely one of those like this was not good enough I didn't do enough kind of <laughs> and I didn't think yeah. that way about the workout it's just that that's how I'm programmed or programmed myself so I kept finding myself walking back to the bag and like nope 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 turn around <laughs> for like five minutes right <laughs> It's
0: so hard not to do that. I'm like, just, just one more, just not no. that, that one more can be your breaking point. Yeah. And that, yeah, you have yeah. to, it's hard to know how much is, how much, you know, like that brings up a, a thought, like, as I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, over the last year, six months, year, mm-hmm. actually over the last year, because last year I had a really heavy travel schedule. And between that, and uh a couple of these injuries that i got uh my structured workout plan basically disappeared um so i have not been on a program of structured workout I would cycle but lifting would be what i was doing with my clients in the gym and i'd get in a couple rows here and i'd get in some other stuff but i didn't make time for me between the travel i did what i could but i didn't make that time on the regular even when i was traveling and i know i could have but i didn't and then i got injured and then I wasn't really sure what I could do. Uh, cause some of the things I tried made it worse. And so I ended up getting, I want to say like really out of shape, not terribly out of shape, but my, my strength level, my fitness levels definitely decreased over the last year, not happy about it whatsoever. But now that we are at home and Mm -hmm. I'm doing these workout videos and stuff, I'm like, you know what? I've got to start somewhere. So Mm -hmm. I've got something that I'm I'm starting to follow and I'm just modifying it as I need, as I'm finding out what I need. I'm like, okay, I'm only going to do like four exercises just four, these four. And I'm going to try to make it all the way through. And if at at the end, that's it. Cause, but the thing is I'll get to the end and be like, that was it. That really didn't feel that hard. I'm not sweating buckets, but I can't do plyos right now. I can hardly do any leg work. Mm -hmm. Um, I can do some glute stuff, but I can't, I mean, and I've got to really be careful about this healing too. So I've got the both things. They're like, okay, you just have to start. And I I started, and the next day I was like, ooh, I'm a little sore. Uh I did more than (laughs) I thought I did. In the moment, it didn't feel like much. I completed it and it didn't feel like much because it wasn't what I was used to. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the next day, I still felt that doms, not like I couldn't walk downstairs. Right, but it's like, ooh,
1: that yeah. feeling of
0: I did something.
1: Yeah, just feeling the stuff. Like, okay, that muscle is definitely on my body. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then you realize I did do enough, and probably I did, I did an appropriate amount, yeah. and that's fine, and that's yeah. good. It's just it, it's frustrating because it wasn't where I was, but it's still, yeah, no, I did, I did do something, yes. even though it didn't feel like it, you know, because like my my peers are posting, my my trainer friends that I work with, they're all posting these high intensity like jumping around and lunges and stuff. I'm like, I can't do any of that right now. <laughs> I am doing the most baby stuff in physical therapy for my leg. But the pain's going away and I'm not gonna jeopardize that. So I can't do any of these fun plyos and stuff. Right. So I'm gonna do my rows and I'm gonna do my i gonna try some of these like modified push up things, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to get back to where I can progress into where I was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is so the benefit of having somebody who knows enough to limit you. And in in this case it's yourself, but I mean, if you're a beginner, especially, um, somebody who goes, no, you're done. You did good work today. This is, this is enough. If you really want to come back tomorrow or the next day, you know, Mm -hmm. but we've done enough for today. This was a successful workout. I'm going to stop you here. You know, because then it takes the pressure off of you. And I mean, again, I am the same exact way, which is why, you know, business partner and I help each other out all the time. Um, my fiance and I help each other out all the time because it's very easy. We've all got that same push personality. <laughs> and when one of us looks at the other and goes, call that there like that, that's good. Stop there for today. <laughs> we might go, but... <sighs> But then we do. And it's You can't go balls
0: to the call. wall every single time. Right. And it's Not always just...
1: <laughs> It's always the right call because the few times we don't listen to each other.
0: <laughs> right. Right. And we've all done it. All done yeah. it.
1: That's part of how you learn. Well, that was stupid.
0: Like <laughs> I mean, have you ever had a day where you practice too much? Oh my god, yes. So Yeah, nice. and how you feel the next day? That's the same DOMs we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know when we talk about being in the gym and and if you're and being a beginner well what if you you are wanting to get into strength playing strength playing yeah. wow hey maybe that's another name for our podcast you know strength playing. <laughs> 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 anyway i was i was talking to a a, a a timpanist this this week about the the challenges she has she's a percussionist but she's specializing in timpani and the uh challenges she has with playing her instrument and she's already doing strength training and she was telling me how it's helped her playing it's helped her posture core strength her stamina all those things yes and um i thought you know what what if you're you want to like what if you were listening to her talk and she was like wow this has helped so much Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a better player because I am lifting weights and I'm, I'm strength training and I'm seeing the benefit of that. Um, but if, if I'm somebody who wants, who's like inspired by that and I want to get into that, how do I know what is going to be appropriate for me when it, and this is a, this is a question I get from musicians. Like, will I hurt myself trying to help myself? Right. right? So if I'm trying to, she was like, I need to work on my bicep strength because she's doing this. Mm-hmm. and uh, we had a fun conversation about well, when she does bicep curls, is that really weak, or is it that they're on all the time and they're, they're overtaxed, Yes. and so it's hard to know. So we had a whole fun conversation. So if you're a beginner and you don't know, how do you know what is appropriate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially when it comes to doms?
1: Right, yeah, and, and this is one of those um, statements that sounds self-serving but is nevertheless true, um much in the same way that as musicians we know scientifically factually that um making music makes you more creative makes you a better problem solver makes children smarter and do better in school we know that but if a musician tells you that it sounds self-serving yes. like okay yeah but you know you just like what you do and so you're <laughs> so much in the same way if you're looking for what is appropriate for me as a beginner who wants to use this to make my performance better, the best thing you can do is get a coach who knows what they're doing. (laughs) Sounds self-serving, but it's nonetheless true. And I say it because I would do the same. I would want the same thing for myself or my students, even if I wasn't a coach, knowing what I, knowing what I know, that's what I'd want. Um,
0: So if you don't have a coach, well, no, I'm not going to go into that. But I mean, like if, Say somebody say they get that, but they mm-hmm. still want to start on their own first. Yeah, what are what are guidelines to like how Good. you know what's appropriate? Well, DOMs uh, wise, not exercise wise. That's that's too broad.
1: Yeah, and and I, it's hard because if you're beginning and you don't know anything, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> um, so it, it's kind of, it's really tough to start on your own because you can find programs. But like we said, those programs are not written for where you are. They're written for where the coach thinks people are going to be. Where not the coach, but the programmer, because um, sometimes those two are not the same thing. Um, so. I mean, one of of the biggest things that I would push is that if you're going to focus on something like say, okay, your tympanist has the biceps that we don't know, are they just on all the time and overtaxed or are they weak? Okay, so maybe consider things like working the full chain of everything that is attached to, but that's hard to do if you don't know anything. Right. Um, And then when we bring it back to soreness, I mean one of the questions that one of the questions that I had uh, when I got started and one of the questions that I've heard other musicians who come into the gym have is what happens if I do this and then I feel sore while I'm playing
0: yeah
1: which is a valid question but again it's one of those you don't know what you don't know Um, so if you're like in this situation where we currently are, where nobody's performing because we're all stuck at home. <laughs> um, it's probably okay. If you're the kind of uh, sore that we talk about where, yeah, I definitely did a bunch of tricep extensions and I feel it while I'm playing my viola today, but not suit like not pain, no. You have to know the difference between good pain and bad pain, <laughs> which we yes. talked about earlier. Um, good mild i can tell that this is a part of my body pain is not a bad thing especially if it's off season but if you come in and you're you know you're in the middle of a performance run and you're going to be playing you know i don't know freaking 20 hours in a week or something yeah. crazy like that um and by week yes. i mean 5 days <laughs> you know if you yeah. know that's your load maybe don't do something that pushes, and and I've got actually a video on, on these um, in-season, off-season, pre-season prep. I've got videos on each of those nice um, where if you know that you're in the middle of a run, do things that are going to help make you feel better, maybe maintain the things that are kind of a weakness going to give out on you, but don't push them, you know, <laughs> like don't push for like, okay, well, I'm in the middle of this run and my biceps hurt or they feel weird. So I'm just going to do like a jillion curls until failure and then like
0: that'll increase my endurance you know (laughs) now Now it's probably not the time (laughs) yeah
1: um and maybe even if that's a problem area for you when you're off season maybe don't do a jillion curls either i don't think hardly (laughs) anybody should do a jillion curls i don't think anybody should do a jillion curls you know, know
0: it's funny though like when i was talking to this timpanist i said well we were trying to differentiate does she really need, she said, well, I feel like my biceps are so weak, I can only do blah, blah. And I was like, well, is it endurance or is it strength? Because you have those two different muscle fibers and you think about a sprinter versus a long-term, long-distance runner, yes. right? Right. They Sprinters have more of one type of fiber and long-distance mm-hmm. has more of another type of fiber, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: everybody has those two types of fibers, but some people right. have uh, more of one than another and they can mm-hmm. have more of... One in a certain body part, mm-hmm. right? How mm-hmm. do we know? Uh, you can tell. <laughs> well, we're not gonna like test you, but you know. So what we yeah. figured out is that she needs heavier stuff because mm-hmm. she can do, she can she can do the longevity. But I was like, when was the last time we did a set of like five to eight?
1: Really heavy, yeah. Yeah, that is-
0: not going like four to five sets, but like a couple just to see. So I wrote really, her. Really, I was like, can I write you a workout for mm-hmm. free? And mm-hmm. can you be my guinea pig and tell me if you like it and if it worked? And she's like, oh, yes, I'm like, okay. So I'm excited to see how it works.
1: Cool. Yeah. You know? that was really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting.
0: Um, but she's like, my, my biceps are weak. I'm like, but are they? Or, yeah. well, they might be, but it'll maybe only on one side.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and with those two fiber types, if you guys don't know this, the two muscle fiber types, um, You can build, depending on how you use them, you will naturally build one or the other. Or in some cases, you can kind of even them out. Um, But it's entirely based on your use.
2: Mm
1: So, (laughs) you know, it's not like, oh, well, I'm, there are people who are more predisposed to building one type over another, just genetically. Yeah. But it's not like you can't do the other. And both have uses. You shouldn't do both. Right. Well, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, if you're in that heavy endurance season, Mm -hmm. that's probably not the time to do much of anything strength-wise. Just let your body rest. Unless that season is your touring season, and you're with Cirque du Soleil, or you're on Broadway, and that's just your life, well.
1: But if that's your life, you have already spent years working towards training that ability. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's that it's hard. It, it's part of why individualized attention is so 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 necessary.
0: My because thought goes to that's when you train heavier. Fewer days.
1: Yes. Yeah, to balance or,
0: out your playing.
1: And at what point is um at what point do you need to do what's the word I'm looking for here? It, it's um, my brain is not completely on this morning. I'll, I'll just default to saying that that's part of why I'm having a hard time with words. words. <laughs> <It's No. hard. laughs> um, when things get so strained because of performance, when is it appropriate to, there's a certain therapeutic feeling depending for me, depending on, what's going on for heavier, fewer days. There's also recovery type workout movements, oh, yeah. whatever you call them, um, that are specifically designed for recovering muscles, D-load right?
0: And, and mobility and yeah. self myofascial release, et
1: cetera. Right. And, and not just like stretching, which is the first thing that people suggest like, Oh, well, this is horrible. we'll stretch it. Well, uh, so for instance, my neck and the back of my neck and my traps get sore all the time that they're better the longer I do strength training, but they get sore all the time because I'm so like this and like on my phone and on my laptop and on my computer. So they're sore all the time. And they go, "Well, just stretch them. Well, stretching them to me is this, which I've been doing and like, no, I need to stretch my traps. I need to relax them and stretch my pecs, which are now tight from lack of use. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Just and
0: because it's sore doesn't mean to stretch it, guys.
1: Right, right.
0: Nope. Yeah.
1: So again, when we get back into, it depends on who you are.
0: <laughs> so what's the answer to every podcast? It depends.
1: depends. <laughs> no, it depends. It does. Um. So that's that's basically Dom's. I think I know we kind of like there was no singular point to it. <laughs>
0: Tangified a lot. And I think that's a word. And if not, it should be. Should be. Tangified.
1: (laughs) But um, I I think the point we're taking away from this is that DOMS can be useful if it's not excessive. Yeah. Um, it's certainly not the goal of working out. Like it's it's just not a goal. Um, or it shouldn't be. I don't like using that word either. It shouldn't be. Um And a lot of it is going to depend on you and your knowledge of your body and your ability to feel your body. What's good pain? What's bad pain? Can you tell what volume is appropriate for you? And if you can't, who can you go to to help limit you? Um, And maybe there are some online programs that I just don't know about that do have decent progressions. Um, I'm sure there are, to be honest. I'm sure there are but a lot of them are going to be based on making you feel like you're working.
0: I'm writing some.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But they're not up there yet.
1: So we both do online coaching too, which is there's varying degrees of that, you know, and, and one of the degrees for me anyway, is basically online programming. But again, I'm going to know who you are. Um, and it's less face-to-face contact and, Therefore, there's a savings involved because it's less of my time. <laughs> but at least then it's still customized to you. Um, yeah. And I know that there's a bunch of workouts like 50 dumbbell workouts or, you know, that do that may have progressions. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. Um, if you're going to do it on your own, you're going to have to kind of trial and error figure this out. Um, maybe grab a friend. <laughs> <You know? laughs> maybe grab a friend who's a good limiter on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough if you want to start on your own. And I I know certain personality types, and this was me also. Um, you're embarrassed to go into a gym where you know people are looking at you until you have reached a minimum standard that's usually arbitrary. So um, I certainly I was afraid. I still feel that
0: way sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In my because-
0: gym with all those ripped guys. Because, I mean, there's, like, three of us girls. Yeah. So. Yeah. Every once in a while, it gets to you.
1: And especially um, if you're in a Globo Gym setting, right? Especially if you're a female in a Globo Gym setting, and you're in the weight room. <laughs> you're already a minority. There's there's some pressures there, um, and it depends on the Globo Gym, but there's some pressures there when you walk in sometimes, too, of, like, well, what are you doing in here? Like, are you... Do you know what you're doing? And then, even if you do, sometimes there's, well, let me help you do this movement. And almost always, wrong, wrong advice. Uh, <laughs> um, so, going wearing sunglasses. Oh jeez, no, no eye contact. So, there's, there's, <laughs> so frequently pressure to look like you can do something or feel like you can do something. And we say, Amen. It was
0: saying,
1: CrossFit, okay, before I joined CrossFit, which we talked about in our original podcast, it was, it was a special CrossFit, in my opinion. Um, it really was at the time. Um, I wanted to be able to run a 5K, and I wanted to be able to do a deadlift, and, and therefore I would be good enough to not go in and get completely flattened in my first class where people are actually coaching me, and completely unnecessary. Like completely unnecessary except for it gave me the comfort to go try that's the only yeah. thing I it did for me when we're talking about physical movement i probably would have been better starting off with a coach
0: <laughs> we all would be but you know i mean we've all had those those free personal trainers when you're in college and they're they're uh, at the, at the gym and they'll give you free sessions you get what you pay for y'all because they're in school too and they got to learn and if i don't know my first thought is as a musician Uh, be wary because they don't understand you at all. Generally. I mean, I had that experience and they were not helpful. They didn't, they didn't really teach me a lot about form at all.
1: No.
0: the,
1: The free Globo gym trainers too are usually, like you said, they're going through school too. They're going off of very standard, not necessarily bodybuilding programming, but a lot of it is. Um, it's just very standardized and they're going to push you to often. They want you to feel sore. They want you to get doms in the bad way. Um, right. Because, because that's
0: the standard of, did I get a good workout?
1: Right. There you and go. it's a
0: hard line to cross because you want to feel like if you're not people, we can talk about sweating too. And like if you yeah. didn't sweat, did you get a good workout? Right. Well, are you sore the next day? Well, do you have to be sore? Well, do you have to sweat? No and no. Yeah. Did your fitness improve? Did your strength right. improve? Did your yeah. mobility or your flexibility improve? Did your cardiovascular ability improve? Yeah. Uh, improve. All of those things. Mm-hmm. So DOMS and sweating. Mm-hmm. And this is it's kind of funny because you know, as a as a trainer, my my clients, it's like, I gotta know just the right button to push because they wanna be a little bit sore the next day. They right. I want them to call me like, oh my gosh, my butt is so sore. Like that's probably an area that, that needs to have some of that.
2: <laughs> but mm-hmm.
0: You know, like I have one client, like we're just, she has double hip replacement, So we're just getting her to move well and strengthen those areas. And she does want to lose fat, but she's, she's not really one that wants to get sweaty. So when she gets a little bit of a glow, she's like, oh, I'm getting a little bit of, you know, I mean, like, and I know that's about enough for her. Yeah. (laughs) But other people, like if they're not dripping, yeah they feel like i got another client he wears sweatpants like double sweatshirts just because he wants to be dripping but he has spondylolisthesis so we gotta be real careful with what he does Mm -hmm. but so he wears all the extra because he just wants to be dripping and sweating it but he can't go as hard as he wants to so i try to do as much hard stuff in a really safe way that gets his heart rate up and it's you know forces him to and then he's sweaty 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 and then he's like that was amazing and i'm like you realize we just used your body weight and you're on the floor and you know so it's yeah. all kind of
1: arbitrary
0: yeah. so just think about that when you're in the gym give yeah. yourself some leeway when you're starting
1: yes yeah and like you said i mean they soreness and sweatiness are the two most common but they're <laughs> not the only they're not the only indicators but then you also have to have enough knowledge about yourself to know what the other indicators are.
0: They're immediate indicators, which when you're starting, that's all you know. Yes, So
1: just yes. take them
0: with a grain of salt.
1: Big grain of salt, um, <laughs> yeah. big, 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 big grain of salt. Yeah. Because um, there was, and and we've talked about this too, where a lot of what I do is partly stuff I know I need, partly stuff that's, you know, like, okay, this is a weakness, I wanna do that, this is a strength, it's fun, so I'm gonna do this much of that. Um, a lot of it is also experimental, yeah. um, because I like trying new things and I want to know before I ask my clients to do anything, like what's, what does this actually do? Does it work? How does it feel? Cause if I can't do it, then I'm not going to be able to guide them through it. So at one point, um, and this might be a tangent, I think there was a point to it. We'll find out <laughs> at one point I had, I had somebody ask me, um, I used to run and then I started, um, I started shifting imbalances around in my glute and hamstring chain and in my, um, the connection point between the lats and the psoas and the obliques. Um, so basically we're talking about all of the stabilizers that you need to run.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm shifting the balance. Running is not useful to me while I'm working on that. <laughs> like, you know? Um, so I not started biking. <laughs> So I started biking instead, stationary bike, because my coordination is not the best. <laughs> and I had somebody ask me when I did that shift, because at the, when I started running, it was partly to lose weight, you know, because I was chunky. Um, and so I had some well-meaning person ask me, they like, are you sure you're getting your heart rate high enough on the bike? Which was particularly funny, because at the time, I was experimenting with not allowing my heart rate to get over 120 and maintaining that for 45 minutes with a specific breathing pattern and mental state so i was not sweaty by the end of these sessions unless i had the heat going or
0: (laughs) did your fitness improve
1: it sure did
0: oh hello it sure like Tell, tell whoever it was to go stuff it <laughs> it is none of your business.
1: I, I mostly you know, laugh because like I knew it was well intentioned and I'm like if I could have I probably would have patted their head and been like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your concern, but this is okay. Like because you look at it and you're not sweating at the end of it, and you're not tired, you just feel good and like your blood is circulating at the end of something like that.
0: There's value and, in that.
1: And you're mentally alert and then you go and put me on a sled and i can go longer harder for like yeah, you my, have goes up. my endurance goes up my weight goes down
0: <laughs> when i think about okay so many of us are stuck at home right now mm-hmm. what are most people doing they're going for walks around their neighborhood and they're making it a daily habit because they're desperate to get out of their houses right yes. <laughs> i gotta tell you i hate going for walks it is the most boring thing to me but it beats sitting in my house right okay. so if you've never if you're not really into walking, which is a bizarre statement to have to make, but if you're not really yeah. into it and you start making that, are you going to be a little sore the first few times? You might Always. be. You also <laughs> might. You might not be. I don't know. It depends on the how healy your neighborhood is. Yeah. But, right. you know, I mean, is there value in that? Is your fitness improving? How do you feel at the end of that walk? Are you glad you went? Yeah. How do you feel once you've made it a habit and you skip a day and you skip three days? How do you feel? Yeah. You know? So there's value in that. It doesn't necessarily have to be doms for it to be an effective workout.
1: Right. Exactly. Did you move
0: off the couch?
1: Exactly. And I mean, especially. work from
0: the couch to the kitchen. I mean, out of the house.
1: <laughs> and especially if you're a predominantly sedentary person in your life. Like, go walk. Go walk for... <laughs> More than the distance from your couch to your kitchen or, or to the your, mailbox, your office, you know, <laughs> go walk for a couple laps around the block. See how you feel the next day. If you don't feel anything, add another lap. Add until you feel something, which is not going to hurt you right now.
0: <laughs> not unless you're incredibly
1: obese with bad knees, but you know,
0: that one lap is probably enough.
1: Yes, but then you're going to feel something. Yeah. So now we're up. getting into
0: all kinds of tangents.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally tangented. Um, so I guess the moral of the story is use DOMS as a tool. Yes. Do enough when it's safe for you to do it as a musician. So off season is when you want to start if you're a brand new beginner. Don't do it in the middle of a run. Like <laughs> wait until you're done with your shows for a season. <laughs> Give and, yourself at least a month of downtime, right?
0: Yeah. And if you're not a beginner. But, you know, or like you're a Broadway person or you're a touring musician or playing to that level is your life all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think about these guys who, who tour nine months out of the year. They're just go, 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 or they're or Broadway. My gosh, that's a schedule. Yes, That is, is intense. Yes. Okay, so your body is at a level. You might not be uh, so a lot of those guys already are in the gym to a degree. So yeah. if you're gonna do something structured and a little more intense, please give yourself some time and don't try to just do. Yes. Like I got a violist who who got shoulder rotator cuff tendonitis and uh, quadricep tendonitis mm-hmm. from going. He was like, I just want to be in shape, so he he followed somebody on YouTube mm-hmm. and did like serious serious plyo strength heavy workouts every single day and sometimes twice a day. And that was like two years ago, and now he's just finally recovering, still, sort of. I yeah. mean, so if you are in that heavy touring, heavy playing, it's your life, you do want to continue to strengthen your muscles, your joints, your ligaments.
1: Yes. Yes, but, so you're going to you're gonna continue when you're in your season, but the brand-new baby beginner stuff, right. do it when you're between.
0: Right. So <laughs> you know, you know, if, you're, if you're already into it, just ease into
1: it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's where you would use DOMS as a – as you can use it as an indicator because like start with every other day or two or three days a week. Yes. You know, give yourself some time and see how you feel when you play
1: the next day, Yes. Yes. As a beginner three days a week is plenty. Oh yeah. If you're doing what is appropriate three days a week is plenty.
0: (laughs) We're talking lifting. We're not talking movement.
1: Just, just right, 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 right. So, but even that, when, for some people, it depends on, again, your fitness level. And certainly for me, because I was so bad off when I started, it was three days a week of anything beyond normal movement. Normal daily movement for me was more than enough. So we're talking, i I was, I'm first to admit this, I was really bad off, really, really, really bad. So maybe I'd do two to three days a week of strength training tops and like, two days a week of running tops and in some combination that led to three total days of workout. If I added anything beyond a walk more than one of those days, I was in trouble. But I was really out of shape. (laughs) Like really, really dangerous health position is what I was in. Um, And it's going to depend if you're pretty decent overall, you're not in a dangerous level and you know whether you're willing to admit it to yourself or not, you know, Sometimes three days a week of any serious movement is enough. And maybe that includes walks.
0: Yeah.
1: It's all right. Just be kind to yourself. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Be nice. Be nice to your body.
1: And be honest. Be honest. Be honest. Like, if you feel a certain way in terms of soreness or like, I am totally wiped out, fatigued. Man, you can take a rest day. You can take an extra rest day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: And also, that might mean that's too much. Not a badge of honor and martyrdom. And look at how I can't move. I did so much. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. Actually, but, it's not a good thing. Especially if you do it on the regular. You will get injured.
1: Yeah. If you get to that point where it's the doms of multiple days of rest, learn from it. Feel free to take a couple days of rest. Not too many because you might actually make it worse that way. But, But then when you come back... And scale it back, because you did too much, clearly.
0: <laughs> you know, like, one more story. I mean, even when I was at basic training, you know, that's nine weeks of intense body weight, physical activity, all yeah. day, air day, right? I mean, when you're not doing physical activity, you're sitting in a class trying not to fall asleep. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, And then if you do fall asleep, they shove you outside to do push-ups or make everybody do push-ups. I mean, push that in. But, I mean, those, that first week, you are so sore. That's The deal is though, you kind of get used to the soreness and then it kind of, you have days where you're more sore and days where you're less sore. And then you start noticing how much stronger you're getting. Yeah. That being said, the drill sergeants, there are not there to kill you. They are there to make you very strong and very fit. And they periodize by the weeks and the days, but the days of every week, you don't know this as a recruit when you're in, you just Mm -hmm. think they're trying to like smash you into the ground. No, it's not just psychological. Physically, they periodize what they can do to you every day. They like, they have a limit, yeah. And like especially, I remember leading up to the first PT test, they were very they they barely did anything the day before. Yeah, I mean you are supposed to run everywhere, but that's like a little yeah. jog. They yeah. they did very few push-ups. Very, they periodize, yeah. And there, so there was still, even though that first couple of days you were way sore, they still tailored it back.
1: Yeah. And that jogging everywhere, like you were talking about too, that is something that at that fitness level we would consider active recovery.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly.
1: Um, So if you don't know that term, that's man, if your legs are sore, but not so sore, you can't sit on the toilet, even if they are, um,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Going for a walk will circulate a lot of that stuff out. That's active recovery.
0: Yeah, As cyclists we have recovery miles. So you did a hard ride, Go out the right. next day and do ten just ten miles, just spinning real easy, mm-hmm. and my legs will feel so much better the next day. Whereas if I didn't do anything, yeah. they feel they take longer to recover.
1: Yes, you don't and just sit this, around. This cycles back to knowing your body, knowing what you need, knowing what state you're in, and also too, if you don't know these things, it's helpful to have somebody who does.
0: <laughs> I think we're gonna leave it there. Sounds like we pitch ourselves too much. It's hard not to, but yeah.
1: And. You know, I really, professional I don't care if you use me or not, right? Yeah. I don't care. Good, um, Good teacher. Get somebody, somebody that you trust who knows what they're doing and who's going to keep you safe. Because yeah. again, if I weren't a coach, I'd still want this for myself and for my students, knowing what I know. I'd still want that. So.
0: We've, we've all had bad teachers teach us how to play an instrument. My very first private lesson teacher was terrible. Her Her advice to me was, well, how do you do that? I'd ask her, how do you do this? How do you do this? Go practice.
1: How do yes. you do this?
0: I practice. That was her answer for everything. And I was a sixth grader beginner. Right. She was terrible. My second teacher taught me so much. So we've all had bad teachers and good teachers.
1: Mm-hmm. It can be
0: the same with coaches when you're looking for someone. To teach yeah. it. So don't just have exactly. one bad experience. Go find yeah. someone else if you have one.
1: Hopefully right. you don't. Right. And that's also, again, some of the benefits of not sticking to the global Globo Gym personal trainers so like you know your your you fit 18 year old gym bro who looks great but man he's at 18 right so yeah. his recovery is through the roof and for <laughs> musicians who are female and over 30
0: <laughs> like our workouts are not gonna look the same he's not gonna be my trainer no offense <laughs> you don't know me <laughs> you don't know me
1: and occasionally you'll find a little diamond in the rough in there too somebody who really does care um so evaluate the person not just what they look like right evaluate their knowledge their
0: knowledge my gosh
1: to you you know
0: yes
1: so i think that i think that's a good stopping point unless you got any. so
0: no we'll keep going forever if we don't stop
1: true (laughs) all right well let's do some plugs here um you want to go first this time
0: Sure. So you can find me on all the socials at, uh, at Instagram. I'm at Music Fitness. And on fit, uh, Facebook, it's Music Strong. And my website is Music Strong. And we're still working on the YouTubes. So I've got a lot there. Just go to my website and you'll click all the buttons up at the top. And that's how you can find me.
1: Yes. And if you want to help make her YouTubes easier to find, make sure you subscribe to her. Um, I wouldn't cry about this either if you want to subscribe to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hers are easier to find.
1: It, it, mine is much easier to find, but getting that custom link is entirely dependent on how many people we have subscribed to us. So yeah. um, that helps us out a lot, get the information out to people much more easily. Um, for my stuff, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tuned and Toned Performance. That's Tuned with a D and Toned with a D. Um, they, uh, not Facebook. Huh. Website is TunedAndTonePerformance.com. Uh, And the YouTube, you can find me, um, just search tuned and toned performance, I come right to the top of the list. um, And that's all I've got for today. That's all I've got for today. All right. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, If you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about, drop them in the comments below. And uh, we will definitely look at those and get to those as topics. All right. Thanks, everyone.